All right, all right. It's that time again. It's time for English and Coffee. I've got my cup. Hope you got yours. Let's go. So today I think we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, been looking online, looking for a couple of ideas and things to talk about. And I came across some interesting questions. Uh, these are questions, thought-provoking questions, questions to get people talking, questions to get people thinking. Um, it's a variety of sources, um, but a couple of questions up here, they have questions like, are you living a meaningful life? Uh, what inspires you the most? What makes you feel most empowered? So I think I'll take one or two of these questions here and then maybe look at a different um, list and get a couple ones because they did have some funny ones up here. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. So, let's see, the first question, do you believe in heaven and hell? Now, that's a pretty big question, pretty vague question, I guess, uh, depending on where you stand on that. Because heaven and hell are two things that people constantly talk about, people constantly argue about. Uh, there's wars about it, um, people fighting for religion, people fighting to save souls, people fighting to remain anonymous or just to not have an opinion people fighting for their freedom um, I'll share a little bit of guess about my opinion on the matter uh, heaven yeah I believe there's a heaven I believe um, that it's impossible to think that we just appeared I mean they have a couple different theories um, you know the Big Bang Theory and people evolving from apes and all that stuff like that um, but I like to think that there's a place where we go after we leave this world, leave this existence, um, and we, I guess, I'm not going to say reap the reward, but we have a chance to transcend what we know to be, I guess, basic life. Um, I'm not trying to get too deep into the whole philosophy of it, but I mean, it is a philosophical question, because you can't just answer this with a, oh yeah, there's there's a heaven and a hell, but then you say, why? What's the reason for it? Um, well, in my belief, I'm just going to say, in my belief, um, I was always told that if you do right by people, you know, you do the right thing, you know, you don't hurt people inten intentionally, you don't do malicious acts, um, you're trustworthy, you do things right. Then in the end, there's a place where you go where you can um, maybe see your dead relatives and spend time with animals. And there's just no barriers to communication. There's peace across the land um, or space or matter, whatever you want to consider it. Um, but it's all based on faith. So it's a faith-based faith belief that I have and many people share different ones. So... My interpretation of heaven may be something different from someone who's, say, a Buddhist or Hindu or whatever they, whatever people believe in, different beliefs. But yeah, I believe there's a, a place that would be similar to paradise for me um, and people that share those beliefs and um, aspire to have something greater beyond life. Now, hell, of course. Hell is probably a little easier to talk about because... Hell is supposed to be the place where, I guess, people that 
commit a lot of sin and do things wrong end up going. So somebody who commits a murder, just those nasty people in the world that uh, go out there and just go out of their way to make life miserable for others. Um, sometimes people, you know, make mistakes. But there's one, there's a difference between making a mistake and then just doing what you know is wrong. See, there's a, there's a moment in life, or there's moments in life when you make decisions. Anytime you go to make a decision and you have to think about it before you do it, that's one of those heaven or hell questions, I guess you could say, or one of those questions where it's going to be life-changing. It's either going to change your life or change someone else's life. But hell to me is where you go if you didn't do, I'm not going to say everything right, but I'm just going to say if you made a grave mistake uh, intentionally or unknowingly, but didn't ask for forgiveness or didn't try to right the wrong. Sometimes we have a chance to right the wrong, sometimes we don't. Um, I mean, I hope I don't have to end up facing it, but from my understanding of what hell is, it's supposed to be a place that's very hot, miserable, burning, screaming, a lot of crying, people just clamoring for water, if there's even water. Uh, they say it's supposed to be hotter than anything you could ever imagine. So, I know today we had, what, about 96 degree weather, and it was hot. I mean, I'm out there sweating, trying to fish. But other people believe that hell is just a state of mind, um, a negative situation that they create here on Earth, and they have to deal with the consequences. So it might be maybe you cheated on your wife, you stole from your job, you lose your job, you're homeless. You know, you get attacked and they feel karma. It's, it's a whole bunch of beliefs. But like I said, um, not to get too much in my opinion, just trying to talk about it in general. Um, but that's where I stand on it. I think that, yes, there is a heaven and there is a hell. There's a paradise and there's a place where you go if you don't really do things um, correctly or as well as you could. Let's see. Do you trust anyone with your life? Hmm. That's another interesting question. Um, trust is, it's when you have a belief in someone that they'll do the right thing. That's my opinion of it. Um, but to trust anyone with your life, I would say, yeah, I guess you trust a doctor with your life when you go in there, if you're ever going to have an operation or a procedure, or you're going in there to deliver a baby, you're doing some type of huge medical <laughs> procedure. Yeah. You, you put your trust in people that they'll do the right thing, that they're trained, that they know how to handle your unique situation because if you were to go in there and didn't trust in your doctor I mean that might have an impact on the outcome um, now aside from that if you look at family um, when you go out with your father or your husband or your wife well maybe not your wife if you're the husband let's just say a husband goes out I mean a wife goes out with her husband she goes out walking down the street there's an alley between here and where she wants to go now, normally, she probably wouldn't cut down the alley just to walk down there because there's all types of things that can happen. I mean, you could have a group of guys down there waiting for her. You could have a dog. You could have a spider. Who knows? Um, she trusts that her husband will do whatever he can to protect her to make sure she's safe. So I guess you could say a wife would trust her um, life with her husband. And a husband might um, trust his life with... Um, his wife in the sense that he believes she won't go out there and do anything that would threaten or harm him or his family. 
like she wouldn't go out there and get some communicable disease or something like that. Um, all these, there's a lot of factors into it. And like I said, these are deep questions. Um, you can ask yourself the same thing. Do you trust your life with anyone? Um, and then what is trust to you? These are, these are big questions. I think that's why I picked these um, specific questions just to, um, you know, have something to get you thinking. Just thinking outside the box. I mean, it's best to always answer these questions in English, but you got to ponder them. You know, there's a lot of factors to consider. A lot of different things. I don't know if there's a storm out there or something going on. I've got some noise in the background. I don't know if it's picking up in the microphone or if that's my AC trying to cut on. I don't know what's going on. But um, let's see. One more question, then we'll take a break. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Do you work to live or live to work? Hmm. Well, I don't know anybody who just wants to work. I know people want to make money. People want to be able to do what they want to do. But work, I was just talking about this the other day. I said work is, you know, I took a couple days off. I took a, that Friday, I think, not last Friday, but the Friday before, and I took the Monday off this week. And I was reminded that, you know, life is supposed to be, you know, you wake up, you do what you want to do. You know, you don't wake up and just go spend 40 hours somewhere doing something for someone else, building their dreams. You're supposed to spend that time building your dreams. The reason a lot of people don't do that is because you need money. Money is a motivation for a lot of people. Money is what gets people out of bed. Money is what also destroys many homes and lives. People spend their entire lives chasing money and never really finding happiness. So it's like, why do you work? People work to meet their needs. You got to buy food, shelter, different things like that, right? So it's like, choose the work you do. I mean, ideally, you would choose the work you do to be something that you enjoy, something that's your passion, something that's your hobby, something that's your interest. But a lot of times, people go out there and they get jobs just to get money, so they're not even happy with the job they're doing, which leads to stress. So I would say the best philosophy would be to, I don't know, live to work or work to live. Hmm. I would say work to live if you're able to work in something that you enjoy and live the life that you want. I wouldn't say live to work because you want to live, you want to be happy. But I'm sure if you didn't have to work to do it, like to go out there and pull some 500-pound weight through the ditch or something like that, nobody would do that. It's a weird question. Um, I don't know. But what do you think about it? Let's take a short break. All right, all right. Still keeping pace with the questions, but switching gears a little bit. I found another list up here of questions. Um, what does love look like to you? Okay. Um, it's another <laughs> big question. I mean, you can't just, you know, roll through these questions. Uh, what does love look like to you? I would say for me, it's more of a respect thing. Uh, you respect somebody to be honest. You respect somebody to not... Uh, step outside of the relationship. You expect somebody to take care of you in your time of need. Uh, but I wouldn't say love is necessarily, for me, an emotional thing. Like emotional, uh, uh, 
connection with someone else. Um, ideally, yeah, that's what it would be. You know, you your heart beats, their heart beats. You know, you do things together, you breathe together. But I would say it's more of a mutual respect just to have somebody who you can count on, depend on. For others, that might be love. is supposed to be a whirlwind and they're supposed to be happy and this person makes them smile every time they see them. But for me, no, that, that wouldn't be love. I guess one's interpretation of love is going to be based on what they've seen and what they've experienced in life. I mean, because as a child, you learn you learn this by watching relationships, you know, of your parents, close ones. And if their relationship wasn't one of those touchy-feely, you know, they're always hugging, always kissing, always affectionate, passionate, uh, showing emotion towards one another, then how can you show that to someone else because you never learned it? So I think it just depends on what you've experienced coming up. Uh, that's kind of what shapes your opinion of love. So for me, I would say it's a mutual respect thing, just where you um, value the opinion of someone else. You do what you can to help them. But if they were to disappear, your life would not end. Um, that's where I am on the matter. Uh, let's see. Another one. What is your favorite three-word sentence? Hmm. Three-word sentence. It's more like an expression, in my opinion. Um, might as well kill it. That's something I've always, I've always said. Um, I think I wrote that um, one of my quotes in my yearbook. I think I talked about my yearbook one of these, one of the in one of these recordings. But I would say, might as well kill it. For me, that means whatever's going on. You know, if you're gonna do it, might as well kill it. You know, if you're eating a pizza and there's only two two pieces left. Might as well kill it. Might as well finish it off, right? Um, if you're walking, climbing Mount Everest, and there's only 10 feet left, it killed you to get all the way up there, but you're already there, so why not go ahead and finish it off? Might as well kill it. I'd say that's mine. Uh, what's your favorite three-word sentence? Let's see. Oh, here's, here's a funny one. Would you rather be an ugly genius or a hot moron? Well, that's an easy question. I met, well, it depends on the situation because an ugly genius, so you'd be super smart, but you would be unattractive, or you'd be attractive, but a complete idiot. Um, <laughs> that's really a double-edged sword there. I mean, either way, you're danged if you do, danged if you don't. Hmm. I would just kind of like to be in the middle somewhere where I looked okay, and I wasn't too smart or too silly, but if I had to pick one or the other, I'd say the ugly genius, freak it, because if you're an ugly genius, then you're smart enough to know that uh, love isn't based on looks, or it shouldn't be based on looks, so you'd be looking at the bigger picture, and if somebody genuinely found you interesting or wanted to be with you, then they wouldn't be with you for your looks, because beauty fades, you know, you might look handsome now, you might look beautiful now, but in 15 years or three car accidents uh, from now, you will not look the same. So I would say an ugly genius is probably the best choice to go with. Uh, do you drink coffee or tea? Uh, sometimes I drink both. Um, that's not really a, too deep of a question. Do you drink coffee or tea? I mean, there's tea people, there's coffee people. I drink coffee to give me energy, like now. We're drinking coffee if you're drinking coffee with me. Cheers. Um, or you're drinking tea. I mean, whatever your preference. Uh, both of them have caffeine in most cases. 
or no caffeine if you drink decaf, but even the decaf still has caffeine in it, but I would say I'm a coffee person. Um, oh, here's a good one. Excuse me. What's been the best concert you've attended? Hmm. Okay. I would say one of the best concerts I've attended, or one that I could remember. <laughs> if you've ever been to a concert, of course, you party. You utilize the, uh, let's say, the ambiance to stimulate your mood uh, while you're there. But I think I would say it was a concert I went to with Big Pun. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Big Pun is. Big Pun was a rapper, American rapper. He was about, I'm going to say, 400, 500 pounds. Huge guy, huge guy. Uh, it was in, I believe the concert was in Charlotte. Went out there with my friends. And um, there was about seven of us. And we were partying. You know, we were consuming all the usual party favors, I'll say. So we were right for the occasion. You know, we were on top, you know, on 10, right? Uh, we went out there. And, you know, the music was playing. He has this song, uh, Deep Cover, right? And it just comes on, doom, doom, doom. You know, I'm not even going to try to hum it on here, but it was just, you know, the bass music turned up. It's concerts live. There was probably, I don't know, a couple thousand people there. They had the big screens and everything just in case you couldn't see people on the stage. I'm not going to say we had a nosebleed seat, but we had a good seat. We could, we could see where he was at. But when he hit the stage, let me tell you, they don't call this guy Big Pun for nothing. <laughs> This guy was no freaking joke. He comes out in a white t-shirt. Now, if you know anything about the color white, it makes everything look bigger. So you got to imagine this 400, 500 pound guy comes out. He came out on a scooter. He rides a scooter on the stage. So the scooter looks like a tricycle. I mean, he's just that big. Like his whole body's over the scooter. He comes out on a scooter to this beat. I mean, this hardcore beat just with the bass. He comes out on a scooter, jumps off. Now he's so big, you could see him from where we were sitting like you could literally see this guy he was like that big like, like he might as well have been standing in front of you <laughs> he was huge he was huge uh but that concert i'm gonna say was um one of the most memorable uh concerts that i've ever been to i think it was one of the also one of the last concerts i went to a lot of hip-hop concerts i also went to a few r&b but that one big pun yeah rest in peace big pun yeah he died um he later died many years um from complications, you know, with his size, just because he was so big. I mean, when somebody's 400, 500 pounds, of course, their heart's having to do extra work. Their body's working extra hard just to keep them alive, to sustain their size. But um, he was a talented artist. I think also now, I think his son is trying to rap. His son isn't as big as him. I mean, obviously, he learned from his father, but he has a similar rapping style to his to his father. Let's, let's do one more question. Um... Hmm, could you live without the internet? Interesting question. I would say yes. Um, I could live without the internet. Um, but I'm going to also say that I've, uh, I can appreciate the internet for what it is. Um, the internet has definitely changed the way we do things. It's changed the way we do business. It's changed the way we form relationships with others. It's changed how we make money. changed how we manage our personal matters. Um, I don't think there's one day I've gotten out of bed and not used the internet. Um, it's just become an intricate part of our daily living. Well, especially my daily living. I use it all the time at work uh, for files, documentation, charts, um, looking up information for clients, doing job searches. In my personal, I use it for 
you know, education, use it for entertainment, uh, learning things. Um, right now, I'm using the internet to give you guys this podcast. I mean, so I would say it, the internet has really changed how we do things. If you were to take the internet away, uh, to just remove it, I mean, connections would be lost. I mean, the the economy would probably fall. I mean, there's probably not one banking institution that's not utilizing the internet. Uh, all these governments sending information from here, there, plane trips, all that stuff. It's all done online. It's all done over the internet. So yeah, you could live without the internet. But now that you've lived with the internet, how hard would it be to live without it? I think that would be the better question. But um, yeah, I guess today was more one of those philosophical, what would you do, what would you rather do questions. Uh, so I challenge you to ask yourself a few of those questions and just try to express your opinion about it. And who knows, the, the response you have might surprise you or surprise, surprise those that are listening. Well, I hope you guys had a good one, and I'll see you in the next one.